Whether it's a smoothie at 7am, French toast at 4pm or a bacon and egg roll at midnight, this is the podcast for you. It's delicious. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, I'll be the first to admit it that my predictions... For the big weren't race? Right. I mean, I, look, I did have a number in my head. It wasn't... Yeah. It wasn't number six, which uh, was the winner of the Melbourne Cup. What was the horse's name again? Twilight Payments? Well, I will not be getting any of those <laughs> uh, based on my predictions. But, hey, that said, six is one of my favourite numbers. Well, so I don't know if that's a sign well, or that what. That proves you're psychic beyond a reasonable <laughs> doubt. That's what I'll find. We will get into uh, something to do with uh, our psychic abilities at the very end of the show. So make sure you listen through. But also keep listening because we're going to be chatting with this cool new artist. Yeah, she's only 19. She's from Sydney and she goes by the name Mercy Mercy. And uh, we're looking, very much looking forward to chatting to her uh, a little bit later on today. You know how sometimes you you hear a song on the radio and you think, oh man, this is so good. It must be some massive, yeah. you know, European artist that's exploded all over the world. And then you realise that it's like a local legend. That's how I felt just hearing all of those tracks just then. Because I've been uh, I've been listening to a fair bit of Mercy Mercy uh, during these lockdown times. So I can't wait to have a chat with that young, exciting artist. Yep, that is happening later on as well as that. Uh, we're going to be taking a few calls on our talkback topic yesterday. What did you used to think was the height of luxury? And we've got some very, uh, very, very good ones coming up for you. It's all part of All Day Breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, while you're out here talking about getting those long locks permed, <laughs> some of us, mate, some of us unfortunate few are not enjoying the uh, the luxury that you have, mate. Well, it's T luxury. It's T minus, you know, what are we, two days till perm. So I'm feeling like a, a man on uh, on death row at the moment. It's just Look, enjoying my final straight hair days. I've got a natural perm, born with curly hair, and I'll tell you what, it is going. Yeah, I've got the the little uh, front section there. It is trying to hang on like a. Um, it's like a little hair Tasmania. This little <laughs> bit at the front here. It's literally just like a little island of its own. I've yep. almost got the complete cut off. That's that's terrifying. The back is the back's like the Simpson Desert, <laughs> just m- miles and miles of barren f- scalp. <laughs> and you know, and but the thing is, there's always a level of baldness, right? So, so I am going a little bit bald. I have been for quite some time. You know, I've been yeah. complaining about this for a while. As many as many people do, and it's not a reflection of character. Is it? Hey, it's just, uh, you know, this is just something that happens. I'm trying not to go too... I don't, I don't want to get involved in the products, all right? I'm trying to just do it gracefully, which well, is why I wear hats all the time. I don't know, Matt. There's a lot of... Uh a lot of money in being the face of these sort of treatments, I think. I mean, did, you, many did I tell you that I got offered? M- many have been lured into it, old Shane Warne. <laughs> I got offered. Did I tell you? No. Yeah, <laughs> this is after our tri- Triple J days. And I could start doing ads again. And I got, I'm not going to say the company, but let's just say it's a, it was a large, um, it was a gel, like a regrowth kind of really? scalpy treatment. I couldn't do it. It was, it was a <laughs> lot of money as well, dude. I'll tell you that much. 
Like it was a lot of money. So but you I could, couldn't do so it. So you could have had hair and money and you said no. <laughs> Instead, I got bloody donuts in the bank and sunburn on my head. <laughs> the only thing you have now is standards. So uh, hopefully it's right. But, but this is a roundabout way of leading us to a particular news story that did uh, catch our eye and potentially caught a camera's, a computer's eye, Matt O'Kine. Yeah, that's right. An AI camera in Scotland. Um, it was... It was due to track the soccer ball in a uh, in a game, a local Scottish game, um, but it actually got a little bit distracted by the <laughs> by the shiny bald head of uh, one of the sideline referees. That's right. With um, COVID and everything going on, they're trying to keep sports as you know sparse as possible. And in this Scottish league, cameramen were dispensable. The cameramen and women got a got the boots, and instead. They used ball-tracking artificial intelligence so the cameras would follow the ball and people could live-stream the show. Instead of going along, they can watch their team on the live-stream. But unfortunately for most of the time, they were watching the bald linesman run up and down the side. Because <laughs> no the matter field. what was going on in the middle of the field, suddenly the camera would just gravitate to the <laughs> linesman. And, and the, like his head would be right in the middle of the, of the shot every time. It was so funny. But, I mean, look. It's bound to happen, mate. AI taking over the world, and they're not always going to get it right. No, you know? that's right. I mean, it, the ramifications of poorly designed AI are huge. I know. One, we could have the death of all humans in enslaved populations throughout the world to our robot overlords, and two, we could miss most of the most of the game because the cameras sorted <laughs> over sorted over looking at the bald husband's head. I would argue that that's worse. It's very very infuriating when that happens. Seeing this such devastating news coming out of Scotland regarding this AI technology, we thought we'd look back on a few of the other darkest days in AI history. Second July two thousand seventeen, robotics developer Boston Dynamics debut their humanoid. The Atlas, Uh-oh. impressing the crowd. The, the, it's picking up boxes. It's walking all over the stage uh, until at the end of the demo, Atlas fell off the stage to produce an epic fail. So I want to show you uh, one of the robot, the latest one. Oh, oh, get wrecked. <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. The dude just got wrecked. I wish I could pretend that it was supposed to be. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man, get wrecked. I just love the reaction of that dude. <laughs> That's Phil Comic Store guy from The Simpsons. <laughs> so that was a dark day. Mm. June 29, 2001. We meet David for the first time in the Steven Spielberg-directed AI movie, who is the most realistic robot ever. Have you seen this movie, Daiso? No, but I do remember at the time because it was Spielberg, who's obviously massive, it yeah. was Haley Joe Osment off the back of the sixth sense. Oh. So he was massive. Oh. This movie comes out, and I think uh, it was certified rotten. No, <laughs> no, it's so sad, Daiso. Oh, really? The cute little robot, he just wants to be loved by his mum, and the mum takes off the little imprint coat so that the, the robot loves her. And then and then their, their son, who they got the robot to replace because the son was sick, actually gets feel gets good again, so they take the robot back. And wait, then wait, wait, wait. 
They replaced the sun before he'd actually gone. Well, he's he's just <laughs> he's placed in suspended animation, and then the whole movie, little Joel Osborne, Haley Joel tries to find his parents, and he just wants to. Ah! Anyways, that was a dark day. January 5th, 2017, six-year-old Brooke Nitzel is having a conversation with Alexa, um, her Amazon voice-activated Echo Dot, um, mm. about her love of dollhouses, ends up accidentally buying a massive Kidcraft Sparkle Mansion dollhouse that arrives at the house for $160. So pretty How well done. This kid? Six years old, right? <laughs> but not only that, it goes into a news story on the news... The news reporter on the news says, oh, I love how she just said, Alexa, buy me the Kid Craft dollhouse. <laughs> and it turned up at her house. Everyone with Alexas, it starts buying dollhouses. So on the news. Else, yeah, so he's the in news it on the news. Said- and then it was a massive surge. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What a dark day. <laughs> Not so much at the dollhouse company. Suddenly you've got a windfall. Whoa, look at these orders shooting up. <laughs> And finally, a study shows that when robots beg not to be switched off, people have a harder time turning them off. So there was this study done where they said, you know, you, 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 you have to turn off this robot, and the robot would start begging. They'd, please, please don't do this. I'm scared I won't wake up. <laughs> And it found out that people were <laughs> less likely to turn it off if the yeah. robot started begging for its life. You are not really going to switch me off. Yes, I will. You? you made a stupid choice. Yes. You can decide to keep me switched off. I will be completely silent. Okay. Could that be an idea? No, I will switch you off. Please. No, please. This will happen. Please. You can still change your mind. No, 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 no. Oh, that's, that's pretty sad. But it is, it is a lot better than a robot begging you to turn it on. That's, I think that would be, that would be even worse. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Well, Matt, as we mentioned on the show yesterday, I am living the dream. These days. And that dream was, as a young child, like imagine if you were rich enough to use Pantene Pro-V hair products. I mean, it was it was on the TV. There was so much volume. There was so much shine. And I thought, well, <laughs> whenever I saw it in someone else's house, like if we stayed at family friends' houses, like, geez, these guys must be doing pretty well for themselves. Uh, turns yep. out it's just a pretty standard shampoo, really. Um and well, I was, I've seen shampoo in a salon since, and that's where the big bucks start rolling in. When it comes out, when when the shampoo is, uh, it comes to you in an eyedropper-sized bottle, <laughs> you're, you're in trouble. It's, it's funny with shampoo. When the bottle sizes start going down, the prices start going up. <laughs> it's very, very strange, but it did prompt the conversation. What, as a child, did you think was the height of opulence? Yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned yesterday that my partner, Belinda, um, was just so impressed with anyone who had stairs in the house. <laughs> if you had stairs, you were rich, and I that don't blame it. her. We've had plenty of people get in touch, including Katie Collins, uh, who sent us, sent us a message saying, still dreaming of being San Pellegrino rich. <laughs> That's not your uh, your home brand 79 center <laughs> in the 1.25 litres. No, I that is... Mean, 
even like I mean at at, at home the, the SP is pretty expensive. At the restaurant, double digits. Are you joking? I'll never mate? forget. I'm still financially recovering from the day I accidentally bought still San Pellegrino at the <laughs> at the restaurant. Tell you what, because you thought they meant tap. Yes. Yeah. It's exactly. Such a trick question, isn't it's it? Absolute mongrels. But we are chatting to you as well. Holly has given us a call. G'day, Holly. Hello. Like us, hey. you've been uh, you've gazing at the stars, trying to. Uh, dream of a world where yourself were rich. What was something you thought was uh, was the height of opulence? Um, so my best friend in primary school, they had pay TV oh! and a PlayStation. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I mean, I remember hearing about, this is in 95, someone in my soccer team got pay TV. Mm. And, I mean, you're just like, how rich do you have to be to pay for your TV? We've got TV's yeah. already free. Yeah. Then, like, having more than five channels. Oh, oh my Lord. Nickelodeon I'm, I'm not, I'm... and Cartoon Network on tap, like Rugrats whenever you wanted. And, like, she didn't have to fight with her dad to watch it. <laughs> my dad, actually, it was one of the greatest birthday gifts of all time. My dad, um, you know, uh, got me Foxtel installed about 99 maybe. Ooh. And uh, and and when I got home, there was a Jeff Buckley documentary on, and it it just made my birthday. It changed I'm the you. trajectory of your life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair that, enough. In regional Victoria, we didn't have Foxtel. We had Ozstar, which was yes, the country, the country one. And my yeah, my friend when my friend got that, it was it was unbelievable. We Channel V on on the television. Like, what is this world? Those were the times, hey. Oh, oh. they were the times. Thank you, Holly. <laughs> Catch you later on. And Reagan is giving us a call as well from Brizzy. How are you, Reagan? Good, boys. How are you? Great. Thank you, Reagan. Now, uh, you thought your friend was pretty loaded when you saw something uh, at their house. What was it? Absolutely. I was 10 years old. I was heading around for a sleepover and he said, help yourself to a Milo, mate. So I've opened the cupboard and right there, eye level next to it was a tin of Nesquik as well. Couldn't believe it. What? <laughs> Hang on. Had <laughs> the double? He's got the open bar full of chalky milks? Mate, next level. <laughs> Just help Whoa. yourself. Whoa. So go on. Go on, Reagan. Tell us. <laughs> Do you have a Nesquik? <laughs> I, sorry, Mike there was a time. There was because I'm just like, mate, are you serious? Like, which one do I go for? He's like, whichever one you want. And then he said, you want to go the double? And I'm like, absolutely. Game changer. I tell you what. And then, did, did he have like the strawberry and the banana nest quick as well? Like, it was literally like the, the whiskey bar. You could choose whatever you wanted. Never tempted to the banana, but the strawberry, the chocolate, and the Milo is an absolute game changer, boys. Highly recommend. Oh, wow. This is the kind of family that has Fruit Loops and Cocoa Pops down the bottom <laughs> shelf, too, so it's just oh game changer. God. Yeah. <laughs> what else? They probably got a bloody Sega and a Nintendo, don't they? Oh, oh mate. <laughs> that could only be the dream. Well, thank you very much, Reagan. I hope you enjoyed your, uh, your mic quick, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Cheers, boys. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All Day Breakfast. Matt O'Kine, we love chatting to up-and-coming musos here at All Day Breakfast. And our next guest is one of Australia's uh, best at the moment. Already picked up 5 million streams off the back of her debut EP. And we've had songs like this stuck in our head for quite a while now.
right, she's 19, she's from Sydney. It's Mercy Mercy. G'day, Mercy Mercy. Hello, how are you guys? We're great, thank you. And look, congratulations on what has just been such a great year for you personally. I mean, musically, you've uh, you've released this EP and uh, it is, it's so incredible. I personally have uh, heard so much of Effed Myself Up over the last six months. I feel like it is like a, it's like the soundtrack of COVID for me. <laughs> I, I really, I'm really glad that that's the case. I will always think of COVID when I think of you. <laughs> so great. <laughs> no, amazing. Yeah, what a, what a great compliment. But you're right, it, is, it has been going really well everywhere. Um, where have you happened to hear the song Walking Around and Living Your Life? Oh, just at home. But all my friends and family have been like, oh, by the way, your, your song is playing in the cafe right now. Oh, it's so uh, cool. Yeah. And I mean, it's like it's it's getting gained traction right around the world, even it's getting picked up in Germany and Austria and Switzerland. Is it kind of surreal? I mean, you're 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 quite young, nineteen years old, and is it surreal to you know, be, have you been getting these sort of letters from fans around the world? I've been getting a lot of DMs on Instagram of people telling me how much they love me. And it's so weird because I thought only my family would ever love me that much. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that just blew my mind when I read about it um, is that you, I mean, you're 19, but you really only started this whole music business just recently. Yeah, I started writing when I was 16 and then I released a song when I was 18. This, and I mean, what, what, what spurred you on when you were 16? I heard it was a, mu- a Christmas gift. Yeah, I got a ukulele from my dad and I thought, why not? Because I was pretty crap at everything else at school, so... And that re- really was the only thing that inspired you to start? Like, had you had you tinkered with songs and anything before? Had you been a singer in the choir or anything? Uh, well, I really liked listening to music and I p- would play on, like, the guitar but just covers and I sounded pretty shit, so I didn't really have confidence. Mm-hmm. What was the turning point for you? Oh, my brother told me I had to upload my song to Unearth High. And that was it? Yeah. Did you push back originally? It's like, no, 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 I'm going to keep keep it quiet. Oh, well, he said he would pay, so I thought, why not? <laughs> Wait, so he, he paid you to upload it? No, he paid to get the song recorded. Oh, oh, oh. right, right, right. I was going to yeah. say, last time I was there, Unearth was a free service. I'm not sure <laughs> yeah, yeah. if they've got Unearth Premium now, like a lot of apps. No, I think it's, I think it's still free to play. Well, that's really, that's really incredible. And um, yeah. it's interesting listening to your lyrical content content because I feel like a lot of young people, there's, there is a lot of anxiety, whether it's, you know, internalised or with the external world that's going on. And with, with the success that's now coming, a lot of people playing your music, it, it could be strange because that doesn't just automatically change. It doesn't go away. How are you finding those kind of feelings now it comes with this sort of a little bit of external pressure? Well, it's, it, I do get the question a lot like, oh, are you, are you still struggling with alcohol and stuff? And of course I am. I'm 19 years old. But I have gotten better because people are telling me that they're going through the same thing. So it almost makes you feel like you're not alone. And mm. then you can kind of live your day-to-day life. That's- oh, it's incredible. It's, it's such a great insight to be able to talk about these things and be open with uh, the things that you're struggling with at such a young age. And it is that interesting um, thing because there is a lot of thing like you've got responsible service of alcohol. You need to be responsible when your message is that, that kind of thing. But with you writing stuff that's real and that is affecting you, those conversations you have with people who have been going through the same thing may not have occurred as well. So how do, how do you work, walk that line now and keeping that balance between how much you share with people? 
Um, I'm still going to just be pretty open and tell everyone everything. Especially when I when I do drink, I just tell everybody everything anyway. So I might might as well do it sober. <laughs> so I mean, nineteen. A lot of people are right now are literally finishing school, and you would have finished school what last year or the year before? Uh, two thousand eighteen. Yeah. So, um, I mean, for someone who has gone for it, actually done it. Um, what advice do you have for other young people who who are kind of sitting on this talent and thinking, oh, I don't know if I can do it? What, I mean, you know, what who maybe who maybe don't have a brother who'll pay for the um the recording? <laughs> what advice can you give them? Um, probably not to have a plan B. Cause I feel like you don't work as hard if you have a plan B, because then you can fall back on something. But mm. I had nothing to fall back on because I only had one talent. So <laughs> didn't have a second preference. Were people like leaving school where they put all their things down to university or go to TAFE or something like that? None of that was there. I said music or I'll be homeless. <laughs> and so wait, so seriously, if music didn't pop off for you, what where where what would you be doing? I literally have no idea. I thought about that the other day and I almost cried because I was like, "What would like? Where would I be? In a <laughs> gutter, you go. maybe." You've got to got to go for it. That's that's the way to go. Your EP is called "No Thank You, No Thanks." You were called "Mercy Mercy," which I guess is French for "Thank You Thanks." Is this is this how the EP <laughs> title came about? Oh well, I did think about that afterwards, and I thought it was quite funny. But no, it, it came about because I wanted to call it. Um, like F U C K E D, but obviously you know that's a bit F U C K E D. So my sister was like, "Oh, why don't you call it No Thank You, No Thanks?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, because it's in the last part of the song." Oh, right, oh there right. you go. So it's sort of out. what I sort of say to telemarketers, like, "No thank you, no, no thanks, no, <laughs> yeah. no thank you." You've got to say it a few times for it to sink in. So I'm glad that the uh, the debut EP from Mercy Mercy does get. That uh, no thank you, no thanks on there. Um, and going forward, Mercedes, what are we what are we looking at now? Do we do we look towards an album? The music industry is in such a state of flux at the moment. Do you have you know people knocking on your door, getting you to collab with all sorts of people? How how are we finding it? How do you choose which path to go with from here on in? Um, I'll probably just make an album because I my favorite part is to write the music. So yeah. All right, we'll check this space for 2021. We can't wait. Hopefully an album coming out from Mercy Mercy. And uh, look, Mercedes, thank you so much for joining us on Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. We really appreciate it. We're so excited by how just open and awesome you are with what you do and and, uh, the music that you make. And it's just so exciting to see someone who knows how to just make good songs, you know, and <laughs> just great. like ah, com- commit. And we'll let you get back to your, your your sister's place in Wollongong at the moment. What's happening for the rest of the day? Oh, yeah, I'm just with her and her kids. Also, I have to quickly say that my sister and her brother-in-law are obsessed with you guys. They love oh. you so much. So I'm officially the coolest person in the family. Oh, what? Are they, what, <laughs> listening outside the door behind you now or something? <laughs> They're all going to spill oh, in the door by like some comical scene from a movie. No, actually, Jeremy was like, don't you dare do that. And I was like, okay, I won't. <laughs> well, say hello to them for us. Thank you very much for being on the show and hopefully we'll get to touch you again sometime. Thank you for having me. No worries. Thanks, Catch you later. Mercedes. Bye. Bye. I smell toast. It's Alex Dyson. I caught the bus here today. 
Well, you're a, you've always been been a high roller, but let's kind. just say I like I like long vehicles. <laughs> all right, <laughs> when the when the yeah. str- the limousine uh, is in service, I uh, have to jump on the shared limo, the public limo. Well, there's nothing there's nothing sexier than a long vehicle with an accordion in the middle. <laughs> you know. You it know. wasn't one of those ones. I wish it was one of those ones. That would mean standing that, in the middle when you could rotate on the circular thing in the middle. Oh, that man. blew my mind when I saw that for the first time. I mean, when you go to the city and you get to see a big, like, even in Brisbane, yeah. there was like, they would only drive around in the city. And I was like, it was a special occasion when you saw one <laughs> driving along. Oh, look. man. But look, I scanned my Opal card and um, I, I, I've got, I've, it just reminded me that I really topped up my Opal card literally in February this year. Like I, and I don't often go large, but it was triple ditch, right? I went, <laughs> oh, okay. This <laughs> man went, buses. This man <laughs> buses. I had a lot of touring to do. I was like, I might be going to the airports. So I'll be going and bus, busing around the place. I'm a big fan of public transport. Oh, that so bloody airport. the hunge. That airport fare. Oh, man. Oh, they yeah. You, they sting you. A hunge, you'll get you halfway. <laughs> They'll kick you off in Green Square. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, so I remember February. I'm thinking, oh, I don't, in case I lose it, it's not a good investment, but now nah, let's, let's go the hunge. Yep. Let's go the full hunge. Now it's October. I scanned the other day, $93. I barely caught, I'm, it's just been sitting there, man. I got a hundred yeah. bucks sitting on this car that I never, ever, ever use because I've been too scared to catch public transport. I know those feels. I was meant to be overseas at about this time, uh, doing a bus about tour, taking a bus load of absolute ledge hammers from Paris through Amsterdam to Lollapalooza in Berlin. <laughs> and my 10-year passport was almost up. I'm like, I've got to sort this out before the big <laughs> trip, baby. Let's do it. Now it's using up all my new time. Yeah, I know. Dude, I bet you bought you bought a ten year one again. You yeah, thought, you yeah. get it for ten. It's just creeping off already. Um, just a year's waste now. A man. Very poor pre COVID investment. <laughs> but um, Chris Marsh, audio producer in the studio. G'day, Marshy. Hey guys. You probably you probably got an investment that that surpasses. Both mine and Matt in terms of absolute... Oh, a friend who works at this radio station was talking about, oh, I'm really into stocks and shares. Like, that's my thing for this year. I really got into that. <laughs> okay, what have you bought? Oh, well, in, this may be not the best. In Feb, I bought Webjet. <laughs> <laughs> she was not Ooh. happy when I printed out the graph of Webjet's share price and oh, circled no. the moment at the top of the cliff where she bought and then it dropped <laughs> off the next day. Yeah, the graph looks like a plane coming into land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we do want to know from you, what is your worst pre-COVID investment? Okay, yeah. What was so what's such a great idea to invest in at the time and uh, it, the, the pandemic made a fool of you? Could be shares, it could be an Opal card, it could be a passport. <laughs> Whatever you bought, let us know. Matt.and.alex on Instagram. Well, Matthew O'Kine, that does bring us to the end of another Matt and Alex all-day breakfast. Thank you very much for hanging out with us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, buckle up for tomorrow's program because we've got a couple of the best in the biz joining us.
Yeah, two absolute loose units who I just love chatting to so much. Peking Duck will be joining us. God, they release banger after banger. They're so, so great to chat to. And they just put out a song with the Wombats, which is a collab I wasn't expecting, so I really want to have a chat to them and see how that came about and what else they've been up to in this uh, crazy old time. We're going to leave you today. I mean, it's the day after a very big horse race. And prior to that, Matt refused to give any advice, uh, given he accidentally gave an absolutely spot-on prediction as to who would win a random horse race. And a listener put something on it and won some money. He refused it yesterday. He didn't want to push his luck. I mean, no, I didn't want to give you give it away. You know, I didn't want. I didn't want to just use my calling for for bad. Exactly. You did try to weasel out of it by saying that you would mentally transmit the number to me. I wasn't having any of it. I called it a big load of crap, aka a number two. But it seems I should not have been so dismissive of fate. And so we're going to leave you right now with what happened with listener Liam after he heard that conversation and decided to do something about it. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll catch you tomorrow. This is All Day Breakfast. Hey, boys, how you going? So I was listening to Monday's podcast um, with the caller, Ben, who said he put money on Matt's predicted winning horse on the weekend. And as soon as I heard that it won, I was absolutely kicking myself because I did plan on putting money on it as soon as I heard the prediction, but never got around to it. So as soon as I heard this morning when the boys were joking around, Alex said that uh, the only number going into his head was number two because that's what Matt was talking. I thought, why not chuck a little bit of a bet on that? So I opened up the count, um, had a few smackos in there. So I put um, $8 on horse number two to win race one and as if it wasn't going to win because it did win. So now I was $80 richer, um, which gives me a little bit of money to put on the Melbourne Cup this Savo. So fingers crossed that I can uh, become a millionaire this afternoon. Let's see how we go anyway. Thanks, boys. Have a good one. Oh, see, I told you, we we have got the touch. Okay, but seriously, please, I cannot stress this enough. Yes. Do not listen to us. Please when don't. It, we, we have no actual advice. We do not endorse gambling in any way, <laughs> shape or form. No, no, no. And if you do choose to gamble, if you do, we're not saying you should, if you do, please, please, please do it responsibly. Absolutely. Okay. Cannot stress that enough. <laughs> However, while we're on a little bit of a hot streak, um... Cheeky Joe Biden, get him in there. Take out the uh, the election today. Ooh, Who fingers knows? crossed. We predicted. Fingers we could have predicted. I'm going to predict it to make sure it happens. <laughs> if it does, I can thank you, boys. All right, we'll catch you tomorrow. That's it. The all day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.